0: One, two, three, do it. Oh, <laughs>
1: Another edition of the Scolders podcast. I'm your host Ed Brownmarker. With me, as always, my compatriot Mike Anderson. How are you doing tonight, Mike?
0: Doing pretty well. for, for a, uh it was almost said a Monday, but a Tuesday night.
1: I think it always feels feels like the week is a little bit weird when uh, when we have these Monday night games or Thursday night games or the, the like. I think we have a Friday game against New Orleans this year in Christmas. Um. So yeah. Yeah. It, yep. it always just feels weird and everything feels off when you're in, in that different time slot. So, um, totally, totally get that. Like Sunday doesn't even feel like Sunday when the Vikings, are <laughs> so, um, but also we're in a pandemic. So all the days kind of bleed into each other anyway. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: But, uh, yeah, Vikings, uh, able to take the win. I believe it was 19 to 13, if I'm not that mistaken. Correct. That is correct. Um, and apparently not, not a good couple of weeks from Austin Cutting and Punters. So there's some special team stuff. Um but I'm sure we can get into that a little bit later. But yeah, Mike, what first thoughts on, on this, this win here. Um against a, a Bears team who hasn't won in like five weeks.
0: Yeah. Uh ugly ugly win a little bit, right? Um That's at that's, the end of the day.
1: Oh, that's understatement, Mike. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, a win is a win, right? We know we probably should have beat Tennessee and Seattle and didn't get it done. So I think any time at the end of the uh, 60 minutes, if you're on top, you know, you take it. But, uh, you know, Minnesota definitely had an opportunity to put this game out of reach multiple times. Uh, Some uncharacteristic plays with uh, Kyle Rudolph having a fumble, Mm -hmm. um, Adam Thielen... Uh, you know, kind of having a ball th- go through his hands and ends up, uh, being an interception also Adam Thielen, uh, not, not catching a, a difficult touchdown catch, but one might argue that it was easier than the one he did catch. So, um, yeah. you know, it is what it is, but I, they had some opportunities. Uh, they struggled to get the run going for a majority of the game until really the last, uh, drive or two there, um, you know, it was a weird game. I, I would say if you're looking at it with a positive spin, I would say the defense uh, had one of their better games. Now, yeah, you're, you're against a banged-up uh, Bears team, which even when healthy doesn't present uh, the most threatful of offenses. But, you know, you still do have an Allen Robinson, and, and uh, you know, you have a couple players on that side of the ball. And I thought the defense yeah. played well. They were, they were blitzing. They were getting pressure on the fulls. Um, they were without Cam Dansler and, and, you know, a handful of other guys that we've been out of, or without all year. So um, I think it was another step for the defense. Harrison Smith playing one of his better games of the year. Uh, and the offense clicked, right? Justin Jefferson had a great game. Thielen had a good game. They, they kind of picked up where uh, Dalvin struggled early on. So it was a yeah. balanced attack. I think you take away the turnovers, uh, and it was a, a pretty solid game for Minnesota.
1: Yeah, you bring up the defense, and I just continue to look at some of these unique looks we get out of Zimmer, even in what is it year seven for him here, um, year six, something like that. Um, and he's he's still rolling out some some really unique wrinkles uh, that that I don't think teams can expect And if you haven't seen it before, obviously you're not going to be able to expect it unless you're unless you're some kind of a prophet. But um, yeah, uh, I, I think you nailed it. I think and I think we we. Kind of ping this coming into this game is it's it's going to be the defense that's going to have to show out because um, if if you score any any amount of points you should be able to to win this game if the defense holds holds bat against a a thirty first ranked offense so and we saw exactly that I think Cordell Patterson had just as many points as the offense had <laughs> so yeah um you look at it like that you take away that you take away that if if special teams are a little bit more on their game. Um, and this game is nineteen to six. I mean, it it feels way way one sided when you look at it in that light. I think mean, I think they had like sixteen net yards in the second half, something like that. Yeah. Um. Just just insanity when when you look at it like that, and, and you look at what this defense has been able to do. And like we get it. It's it's not the best of offense, but these are a bunch of rookie first second year guys that haven't played a bunch of snaps this year, and they just completely clamped down the Bears' offense. They had they had no quarter. They had nowhere to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think any time that an NFL team can hold another NFL team to a, under 150 total yards, uh, you know, you, they were two for 11 on third down. They only had the ball for 24 uh, of the 60 minutes. I mean, yeah. the defense was able to really, you know – Exert some pressure and, and just be a force and and that's something we've we've seen we've come to expect from Zimmer's defenses. But when you talk about you know no Bar, no Hunter no uh, Pierce no Ngakwe anymore no yeah. five different corners you you even had um, you had Kendricks leave the game for a player two last night it, you know I think everyone was holding their breath there um, but it yeah it was nice to see the defense even with. Uh, the hodgepodge of guys coming in it really almost prove that Zimmer does have the ability to coach, right? It's, it's not all on the players that he's able to, um, with a, kind of a, a real mix of guys, come in and, and play a solid defensive game. And I think uh, we talked about on the last podcast that if they could build a good defensive effort against Chicago – um, they're most likely they're going to be tested a little bit further next week, right? You have Dallas come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we assume Andy Dalton will be healthy. Uh, obviously not Dak, but still better than what, whatever they've been rolling out recently. And, and then you have the likes of the City Lambs, uh, Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott. You know, you have some talent there. So the defense, I think, can really build on a, a game like this and hopefully carry some confidence over uh, into the following week.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I think the key word there is confidence. Um, way back when we were previewing the season and, and we're talking about all these young kids, um, the, the best friend to a, a rookie corner, a, a second-year corner, is having that confidence. Um, I, I think you see some of that in, in this game, coming from the last couple games where you, you see like the, the Chris Boyd's of the world he, making plays on the ball, uh, making good tackles. So you know you're limited to the yak on the catches they do get. Um, and it's, it's very interesting to me. If, if you were to look at this Vikings team in a non-COVID situation where we had preseason games and we had a normal training camp, how much different does that look? How much different does that start look? You right. know, I mean, giving these guys some actual live reps before you play real games. Um, and, you know, and we'll never know, and that's that's an answer that, you know, um, a lot of teams I'm sure would have liked that benefit, but especially the teams that have a high amount of turnover um, – I think that was a very critical piece that that was missing. So maybe now this is just a lag effect we're seeing, and we're seeing some of these guys step up and and kind of get into the system and kind of understand more how all these pieces move together, how everything um, works in conjunction with each other. And I I think we're we're seeing the dividends of it. And and like you said, you roll in some confidence going into Dallas. Um, Andy Dalton, not a bad quarterback by any measure, but um, I think he's a backup for a reason. So you have a reasonable test there, but I think one that – our young group can handle and should be able to handle. Um, and who knows, you start rolling some of these games, get these confidence guys, you know, who knows what this defense can do down the stretch. You know, there's, there's a lot of playmakers in this defense that I don't think we, we knew existed until these last couple weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that that's the exciting thing, right, is that um, you look at a f- four short weeks ago, Um, or realistically three, right, going into that Green Bay game. I think we were all expecting to get blown out. You're at that point, um, I don't want to say hoping that you struggle, but everyone's staring at these quarterbacks that are going to be available at the top of next draft and thinking, hey, maybe we get one of them, we start to turn this thing around. Well, now now it's it's kind of a different mindset, right, where you've won three in a row, you're going to be favored in your next three, all of which are at home. Uh, and if you can take care of business, all of a sudden you're seven and five. Uh, now you look at the playoff picture right now and the, the seven seed, uh, has three losses, but a lot of those teams are in the West. Um, and a lot of those teams have to play one another. So, uh, if Minnesota, you can't scoreboard watch by any means at this point in the season, it's it's, it's way
1: too early for that. We obviously know we're going to need some help.
0: Exactly. But there are... Inevitably, it starts this week. I think um, you know you have Arizona, Seattle on Thursday. I think Tampa plays uh, the. There's a couple of games where one of those three lost teams is most likely going to get a loss, you know, with the exception of maybe a tie. But um, you look at Minnesota; just needs to take care of business. If they can win the next three, now you've won six in a row. Right now, not only are you probably putting yourself in a position to um, control your own destiny to get into the playoffs, but think of the confidence that all these players are going to continue to get week after week, right? We, we, you see it all the time in, in any sport, right? Um, you, you look at uh, even the Eagles that, that won the title, the Giants teams that won the title. If you start to get one or two or three wins behind you, players believe in themselves, and and it's not as daunting to look across at a Cleo Mack, at, at players that, um, you know, if you're really down yourself, would inevitably scare you and, and you're thinking mm-hmm. they're better. Well, now we've got guys like, uh hercules mata that's that's you know playing well and and, he's looking at an an opportunity that he might have a couple weeks ago never thought he was going to get to and now he doesn't want to lose it right and and that's a dangerous you know that's a dangerous situation right when when players feel that way so um we mentioned last week that i think we both felt we had to win the next four i think they got the most difficult one out of the way at chicago Um, and so now if you can take care of business at home, a place where we haven't exactly been great this year, uh, you've got a chance to really correct this season. And, and I think more importantly, restore faith for next year, right? Where, um, and I'm not saying that weird magical things can't happen this year, but you look at gaining back potentially a Anthony Barr, Daniil Hunter, Michael Pierce, um, some of these corners and potentially free agents like I mean, if this team can manage to finish above 500 and you can improve it, you know, that's where I think the fan base can be optimistic again for the short-term future.
1: Absolutely. And, and you see the growth in, in the rookies that we have at the corners, like you said. So anything you can add to that next year um, obviously yeah. going to be a plus. Um, no, we've Jeff talked...
0: Gladney, too.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Hell of a play. Uh, specifically, Allen Robinson, they threw kind of a bubble screen or a, a you know, almost a kind of a wheel coming out of the back uh, on the backfield there, and, and Gladney read it great, came up, made a nice one-on-one tackle. Yep. Um, I think he's really played well the last two weeks.
1: Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Um, same with Chris Boyd. I think he's had a couple of really, really solid games here in the last couple of weeks, and uh, um, it's it's shown up on the scoreboard, um, just point yep. blank. So, um, defense aside though, you know, it's 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 really great to see this offense really delving into um the, the the opponents, you know, they're they really getting things cooking, you know, yeah, you know, in in, the, in this world. So um it's really great to see see that happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, really, uh,
1: they're really running it back if if you know if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <about>. <laughs>
0: uh yeah. I mean Dalvin, right, he we, we mentioned he struggled early but uh was able to get it going. Uh yeah. just missed a hundred. I think he ended up with like 96, 94, 96, 94, 98, somewhere in there. Um but had a couple of clutch runs to end the game and, and get a couple of big first downs, right? So yep. uh overall, uh tough test. I think he's gonna have a little bit smoother sailing the next three weeks, uh, which is kind of why I'm excited. You know, I think you can get back to uh, him having some success and Jefferson Thielen, but uh you know, this game is really offensively what I think we were excited about coming into the year, right? If Dalvin struggles, in theory, Cousins should have weapons to right. throw to to overcome that. Well, he did it this game. The offense looked good, and, and then finally, you have a defensive effort that you know is able to make a stop in a crucial time, which we didn't yep. get in Seattle. We didn't get uh, against Tennessee, and, and those are just um, you know that's the learning curve with a really young defense and a really injured defense, unfortunately
1: yeah that's that's you know that's what they always say play complimentary football right so um and i i think one of the things that's that's encouraging to see is that when delvin doesn't have the best game or they sell out because if you looked at some of their alignments like virtually the entire game they were selling out to stop the zone run yeah They, they were specifically wanting to stop that they didn't want to get run on for like 300 yards like green bay and when that happens you're opening up lanes for your wide receivers. And that's where you look at a game um, from Kirk Cousins where he was pretty clean the entire game. Yep. Made some really yep. really clutch throws, pushed down he field, played, well. played some aggressive, you know, so um, I, I, I think like you said, exactly like you said, it's when Dalvin isn't there, we now have weapons and I think we have a scheme that honestly I think fans should have trust in that we're gonna be able to push it downfield and, and make it work. Um, when we have to so uh, we have the weapons we have the talent um we're starting to get the defense if we can wrangle in the special teams a little bit you know we'll be a complete football team and we'll see we'll see how we can end this this thing out here you know we're we're now nine games in is that right eight games in
0: uh they are four and five yeah yeah nine nine. games
1: in so you know seven more weeks of football left in the regular season we'll see how how we can close this thing out
0: yeah, I mean, it, it. It. There's still a fair amount of the season left, right? They've at least put themselves into a spot where uh, it'll be exciting to tune in next week. I think it's a three thirty game, which is kind of different, right? It's uh, mm-hmm. one of the few non noon games, but um, hey, we're 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 intrigued, which we like. Uh, we tend to have a little bit more engagement and listenership when when the Vikings are doing well, and uh, it certainly appears that they will stay relevant for, you know, the better part of another month, we hope.
1: Yeah, um, exactly like you said, you know, we got, I think it's Cowboys and then, is it Jacksonville after that? Carolina, then Jacksonville. Carolina, then Jacksonville. Okay, so, um, yeah, we'll we'll get to see, hopefully get to see Teddy back in the building for Carolina, Um, and who knows, uh, Christian McCaffrey still seems like he's uh, dealing with that shoulder injury, so we'll see what we have to deal with there, but... Um, just looking ahead to the Cowboys, um, w- what are we looking for there? What's what's going to be the big challenge for the Vikings versus the Cowboys? I mean, the Cowboys are two and seven, but um, I, I don't know. It's that's such a weird division. I, what what are we looking for? What are we looking to 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 try to stop? What are we looking to try and do against the Cowboys?
0: Well, I think the one thing you have to keep in mind is is that yeah, they're two and seven, but they're not that far out of taking over the division. <laughs> um, one you know, game back? The Eagles, the Eagles are at 3-5-1, and one, so whatever that math works ah, out, a game half and a half. Game back,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but Dallas, realistically, in essence, is controlling their own destiny. If they can figure things out, they, uh, I believe, are coming off a bye. They should have Andy Dalton back. Um, so I, I don't think this is going to be a, a walkover game. It's a team that's struggled lately. Uh, but... Probably is gaining a little excitement internally to try to really finish strong. So um, you talk about Zeke Elliott, you talk about Ceedee Lamb, Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Uh, you have weapons in Dallas that uh, on that offensive side of the ball. And I think mm-hmm. Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton still has a little life left in him, right? He still has the ability to get the ball uh, to those receivers. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, um, for me, last
1: year he was a starting quarterback. So
0: yeah. So, I, I think for me, the big test is going to be on this defense. And that's why um, I'm happy that they kind of had a, a solid game against Chicago. Uh, but I expect a, a, a taller task against um, against Dallas. Now, offensively, I, I would assume that Minnesota will be able to control uh, the clock a little bit more. They're going to be able to get Dalvin, have a little more success, and, and hopefully move the ball down the field to really help ease that defense. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big thing I'm going to be watching against Dallas is uh, how does this defense match up again? Coming off a good a good week, how do they do against probably a, a little bit of more of a difficult test?
1: Yeah, um, it's it's a uh, man. Good wide receivers scare me when it's against the secondary. Um, yeah, and and CD Lamb is is one of the best in the business, and same with Amari Cooper. So. Um, I think this has potential to to be like a barn burner, um, but I, I just feel like we get enough pressure and and we have enough good plays in the secondary to to hold the Cowboys to a reasonable score. And I mean, I'm not really scared of anything the Cowboys' defense is doing too much. Um, I, I think I think we're going to be able to score pretty much at will the entire game. So I think I think we're going to have a fairly easy time by the time we look back at this game.
0: Okay, so you're, you're optimistic that actually they're, they're going to be able to kind of take control of the game on both sides?
1: Yeah, I, I, I am. I'm, I'm fairly optimistic. I think we're going to have a comfortable lead at the half, and I think we're just going to extend it. Um, I, I'm, I'm high on this team right now. I, I think we have multiple ways to score on offense. By a lot of metrics, the Vikings are one of the top five, ten offenses in, in the league right now. Um, and the defense is just continuing to trend up and up. So, um, I mean, Cowboys are two and seven for a reason. Without Dak, I think that they lose a ton of their. Um, I don't know how to put this. It was a ton of their spark. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you yeah, know, they're they, they 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 lose the ability to rally. More or less, like they, they if if Seattle were to lose Russell Wilson for the season they would basically tank because he's, he provides so much to that team, so much spark. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, I'm feeling really good about this game.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't blame you. I think we've played well against Dallas um, for the most part in recent history. Obviously, we went down there and beat them last year. Um, I believe it was a, a Saturday or Sunday night game, prime time. Um, oh, it was
1: Sunday night, I remember, because that was the first, first- – or not, maybe not the first, but like one of the first Sunday night victories of Kirk Cousins' career.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I think you can be optimistic. I, I think the only thing, if if I play the devil ad- advocate role here, uh, would be that they're coming off a bye, and again, that division is within grasp. So I, I think you've got a team that might be motivated and has had two weeks to you Know, kind of scheme and, and plan for things, but uh, you know, I, I think Minnesota's playing well right now, right? I, I even nationally today, I finally started to creep back on and watch a little bit, um, good morning football, things of that nature. And, and Vikings are starting to get a little bit respect being talked about, um, as a team that's gaining steam, gaining confidence. Uh, obviously, extremely frustrating that. You know, you, you look at how different this season looks. If even even if you flip one of the Tennessee Seattle game, if mm-hmm. we get that half yard, and this team is five and four heading into these three games, because now you're staring eight and four, you know, right in the face. Where it's it's a different looking season with everything that's gone on. So um, it is what it is. But uh, you know, I love the confidence from from your end. I think for me, I'm still a little snake bit. Even though we've just gone into Green Bay and gotten a win, we beat Detroit, and, and now we've gone into Chicago, for some reason that, that Viking fan in me um, just wants to see it one more time with the team coming off the bye and, and just make sure that you take care of business at home.
1: Yeah, I think it's only natural as a Vikings fan. Um, and I was, I, I was pretty worried when everyone on the pre-show leading into this game picked the Vikings to win. Usually when that happens, we get absolutely crushed. So, yeah. So, um yeah, I think uh I think us Vikings fans definitely have some past trauma we're we're working to deal with here. And uh you know, Cowboys there's there's a there's a storied history with Vikings and Cowboys, but um I don't know. It's I don't think it's gonna be it's not gonna be your year there, Cowboys. And bonus Vikings are also you uh, gonna be wearing their colour rush jerseys against the Cowboys. So Oh, oh yeah, we're gonna be looking nice.
0: I forgot about that. Those
1: nice solid purple and, and yellow numbered unis. Oh, those are just glorious.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so we, what are we forgetting about here, Mike? What what else? What else do you want to talk about um, with the Cowboys? With the league at large? What do you What do you got? Um, you know, not not much
0: for the Cowboys. I think. Uh, you know, you're you're not going to hear a lot about this game nationally uh, with with the Cowboys. Uh, struggling right now. You have the Drew Brees injury that's kind of uh, taken, mm-hmm. you know, taken the league over this week from a, a standpoint. You have the uh, obviously the Kyler to uh, DeAndre Hopkins catch that's really oh. um, taken over. And then of course you have Arizona-Seattle on Thursday night. You know, you've know you got some bigger yeah. games this week. So I, I think well, this game is going to stay under the radar.
1: Even, the in, even in this time slot, you got Packers versus Colts. So that's going to be one that's going to be overhyped versus the Vikings-Cowboys. Um and then Sunday night football is Chiefs, Raiders, um, Raiders handing the Chiefs are only lost so far this season. So yeah, I I we are not gonna be hyped at like we shouldn't be hyped at all in this slot.
0: No. Um it, it's kinda of funny. Uh Minnesota or the Green Bay game got moved to the three thirty or what a three fifteen slot, which in turn means that uh any Green Bay fans in Minneapolis will not get to view that game, uh, because Minnesota will be playing, so you know Oh, you suck suck at Green Bay fans, but that's,
1: that's uh, a bonus. I'll take that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, nothing from that standpoint. I think the league as a whole, uh, you know, it, it's it's hard to really know where teams are going, right? I think Green Bay struggled against Jacksonville. Granted, there was some weather. Now you've got Drew Brees out for a seven two Saints team. Uh, you have a Bucks team that's been up and down. You have uh, some teams that, you know, are kind of emerging and playing better in the Vikings, the Falcons, yeah. um, you know, even the Lions, right, are, are fighting back. And, and so it, the NFC is, is kind of tough right now. Um,
1: well, and, and just think, look at look at the West. I mean, you got three, six, Ooh. and three teams in the West, and they all look like, at any given point, they're a dangerous team. Um,
0: exactly. And,
1: and I, I don't know if I said it on a podcast, but basically in almost every single fantasy draft I wanted, I wanted to get Kyler Murray, and it's that's been proven out, man. That kid is just, he's lighting that team on fire, and they are doing some good things over there in Arizona.
0: Yeah, I guess, you know, the, the big thing now is to cheer for AFC teams when they're they're playing uh, teams in the NFC, right? We yeah. We need all the help we can get. I know we said we're not scoreboard watching yet, but um, any of these teams with three losses, which, I mean, realistically it's any team in the nfc you're looking um it's gonna help the vikings if if they lose so which uh, go
1: colts this week but that's i think that's the only one that that'll impact the nfc
0: yeah for the afc nfc Mm -hmm. i haven't looked at the old uh schedule but
1: um yeah i mean i i think
0: listen it's been a great little run unexpected and now you've got an opportunity to win the games that you're supposed to win. Right. And and I think that Minnesota has been all over the board this season. They've been heavy favorites. They've been uh, a team that's been a big underdog. Um, they've been in the middle of the road. And and now all of a sudden you're fighting back. You've won three in a row. You're starting to gain a little, gain a little steam. You're staring down three wins. Go get the wins. Right. Yep. I think that that's what this team's got to do. Uh and hopefully, you know, four weeks from now, you and I will have some fun. We'll be seven and five, and you know, at that point, that Tampa Bay preview is going to be uh, a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, um, no kidding. I think, I think that basically says it, right? It's it's these next three games basically determine your future. Are you going to be um, four, and, three and four and all. four and seven in these in the next level? Even that, I think, is a hard climb to get to where you want to go if if playoffs are, are your goal, which I have to imagine they are for the Vikings, so I, I think I'm right there with you. I think you have to be 7-5 and five going into the Tampa Bay game, and you can only afford to drop one between um, the rest of the schedule after that. So, um, But, again, can't look too far ahead. we got to look at the Cowboys. Um, I think we have a strong chance. You're more reserved on that, obviously, but, uh, you know, everything's ahead for the Vikings. We're trending in the right direction. Um and I don't know; it's it's anyone's game at this point. There is so much turmoil that's going to go on in the next few weeks here, and every team is one injury away from from you know rattling off seven losses in a row. <laughs> you know, so it's it's not over till it's over.
0: Nope. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's been a weird ride, but you know what? We're going to have some fun with it, uh, and then I think a big thing that you mentioned right is that even if you even if you're of the mindset that, listen, even if this team sneaks in as a seven seed, they're not going to go anywhere. Well, guess what? They've beat the top team in the NFC already uh, on the road, and they did it pretty convincingly. So um, I would argue against that. They also won a, ro- they won a playoff game in New Orleans last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this team has proven that they can beat the N- a majority of the NFC, right? But even if you're just going to take that approach where this team, even if they get in, isn't going to win a Super Bowl, fine. You know what? Look at it from this standpoint, then. Like you mentioned, Ed, you've got a lot of players that we didn't know what we had in them that are starting to prove themselves, and you're understanding where the depth is, where potential starters are coming from. You're getting a much better grasp of where the draft needs need to be at. Um, there's only been positive things to take from the last three weeks, in my opinion.
1: Not only that, but it, making the playoffs and having those young players play in the playoffs um, is only going to be beneficial to your future, your future yeah. uh, team, right? There's, I forget the stat, like every single year it comes up whenever there's like wildcard games or whatever. And there's a huge disparity of this team. It hasn't been to the playoffs in a decade. And they have like two veterans that have seen a playoff game, you know, and that's, that's huge. Knowing, you know, how to handle that big moment because it is a big moment. It's win or go home, knowing how to handle that, knowing how to deal with that pressure, um, and perform under that is big, and the sooner you can get guys more comfortable in that situation, the better. And yep. luckily enough for for the Vikings in this standpoint, um, made the playoffs last year. We had really close to the year before that, so we have a lot of players that have played in a playoff game, have won a playoff game, and you know that's 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 going to be helpful. And I I've, give me more playoff games, all you can give me, right? Kirk's right. already proven he can win one in a hostile environment. He's already proven he can win in the primetime games. I think every primetime slot he's won now. So, I mean, what's next for him? It's Super Bowl, right? That's that's what's next for him to win.
0: Listen, somebody has to be the first seven seed to win a Super Bowl. Why not us? Okay? Why not us? That seems like a, that's got cousins written all over it.
1: I mean, Mike, just think about it this way, Okay. The the training schedule for the Vikings is typically a seven seven day long week, right? Monday through Sunday, seven days. The Vikings are likely going to get the seven seed. Coincidence? I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> just thinking. Just uh, thinking out loud here, you know? Yeah. All right, Mike. Anything else before we get into predictions, or are we just, are we just uh, ready to roll? No,
0: I think uh, we hope Teddy's okay. Uh, yeah. We saw Teddy Bridgewater leave the game with a knee, a knee injury to the other knee. Um, sounds like no, sub- like not a significant, you know, didn't tear an ACL or anything of that nature, so glad to hear that, but uh, hoping Teddy can get back out on the field here sooner than later.
1: And um... w- Wishing well to, to Nick Foles, too. Um, glad they didn't yeah. have anything more serious. Yeah. Because that, that was a scary yep. thing when they have to bring up the court. Whenever I have to do that, that's uh, that's always a little bit scary. So,
0: yeah, and I you know I don't want to obviously we're kind of wrapping up here, but I I said at the moment that that was play was going on. I think the referees really messed up there. Then probably should have blown the he was in a in the grasp, and yeah. I think the refs had an opportunity to blow a whistle to stop that play. I, and I understand at that point in a game, you really need to make sure because you know. Yeah. A big play can happen, and, and that's where they they needed it. But I certainly thought that they should have blown the whistle there and, and would have prevented that that slam.
1: Yeah, it's and then you have the other controversial hit this week on on Drew Brees, where that looked like a queen hit. They they threw a flag on that. It's uh, it's I I understand the plight of the referees and they don't want to be making calls like that that impact the game. And I think we've seen that before to Sean Watson a couple of times where. He was like in the yeah. grass, but he was like out of it by the time the whistles blew and everyone stopped. So, um, yeah, um, I haven't looked at that play enough to to understand exactly where you're coming from, but yeah, it's it sucks that that happened. It's especially sucks that it happened right at that moment. Um, you and me, we've always had this thing best on best. I I want to play a team, hundred percent, hundred percent strength, and let's we'll see who's better. So we never want to see that happen, but yeah, you know. It's a, it's a rough game. It's it's collisions at 40 miles per hour differential, right? So it's it's bound to happen.
0: Uh, and one other thing we probably should have brought up since we're kind of back covering. Uh, how about Cousins, right? Getting super excited when he gets that completion to Rudolph. Uh, I think you can tell how much it means to him to get that monkey, Um off the back, right? You, you look at him winning a playoff game on the road last year and, and winning in primetime last year, and now winning on Monday night in a team that's won three straight games. Um, I think sometimes people kind of give Kirk a, a bad rap, right? He doesn't care. He's, he's a game manager. He's, he, and, and you saw the emotion, right? And I think a lot of that was obviously for his team yeah, to prove that, but it um, was really fun to see him uh, show a lot of emotion uh, you know, moments before the Vikings kind of secured that win.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what you thats what you want to see. You want to see the passion. You want to see, you know, that kind of drive and that kind of um, excitement with your teammates. And, you know, it's that's what it's going to take to, to make a, a deep stretch run here. It's going to take everyone believing in each other, everyone getting excited for each other and playing for each other. So um, great to see that. Great to see Kirk get to finally get that monkey off his back. He's 1-9 now, so... I mean, the only place you can go from that is up. Try it. So, all right, Mike. Predictions. What do you got? Um, you know,
0: I I think that I look for Dalvin to. I mean, Dalvin's just playing on another level right now. I mean, I go back to the AP, what twenty twelve or twenty thirteen mm-hmm. year. Uh, that's the last time I've seen a player just dominate like this, and I, and I know he struggled a little bit early. Um, I was surprised they didn't try to get him outside a little bit more. I don't know if they felt they couldn't block Mac on the edge uh, to kind of contain. Obviously, we had a couple holding calls there on the edge, but I, I thought they really tried to pound him up the middle against Chicago. Didn't work out until um, Hicks left the game. But regardless, I think he's going to have an opportunity to run uh, for 150 plus again this week. So. Um, I, I think I look for Dalman to get on the board another couple times. Uh, Vikings offense to open up against a, a team that struggled, and I think the defense builds on on a strong performance. So um, I, I'm going to say it's a it's a 31 34 to 21 game. Um, 21 24. So 34 24. Let's go with that officially. Um, I do think that Dallas is still going to be able to move the ball. They've got a lot of weapons there. Um, maybe this defense will surprise me and, and stand up and keep them to, you know, 17 points or less. But um, I, I think the Vikings win comfortably. I do think the game is close at halftime, but Minnesota ends up pulling away in the third quarter and, and closing it out.
1: Got it, got it. Um, yeah, uh, would it surprise you to know that I am also predicting a, a Vikings win by a similar margin?
0: Um, you know, I kinda thought maybe you were going like forty five to ten or something here, but
1: uh, we won't go that quite crazy that high, but uh I do think it's gonna be somewhere I think I think thirty four, that sounds like about about right for the what the number's gonna be. So I'm gonna say thirty four to like eighteen. And the eighteen comes off of the, they're they're trying to do some magic where they're they're at like ten and then they get the two point conversion and they're trying to make a late push at it, but just a little too late for that and I think uh I think our boy Jefferson goes off for for another hundred plus um i I haven't seen a corner that can really stop him yet so um the kid's just pure magic i, I don't understand how he's how he was there for us at twenty six twenty three whatever it was um so, but yeah um thirty four eighteen i I think Vikings win it, and I don't think it's as close as that's chorus I think it's it's a domination on on all fronts
0: wow. All right, so you're you're uh, you're starting to to get back on board, get uh, back on the ship. Here is what, what we're thinking.
1: Once it hits the lips, fill it up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to be choking right. on my words here, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I'm back on the wagon here. It's it's uh it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride. So. Just, just strap up, Vikings fans. It's, this, this thing has just begun, and uh, a lot of football left, but everything's trending in the right direction. We have one of the best running backs in the league. We have an improving O-line. We have the best wide receiver tandem in the league. Uh, this, this thing's about to get hot.
0: All right. You heard it here first.
1: Heard it here first. Probably heard it here last, but <laughs> <laughs> Vikings win next week. Let's go get a mic. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Skull.
0: Skull.